Welcome to Just Jack's Just Chat, episode twenty-two. Um, this week it is a it is a Nation Series podcast. Um, we're delighted to have Sam on from Cut Golf. Uh, Cut Golf is a brand that's been um, being pushed to me by a lot of guys I'm speaking with, saying how cool they are as a brand, as a company, and how cool the guys are behind the scenes who who, who run the show. Um, it was actually Matt Cardis um, and also Todd Okananka who's just to reach out and. Um, and get in touch. So yeah, I guess Sam, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's good to be with you guys. No, thank you. Th- thank you for taking the time. Um, the, the way I like to start these things, Sam, is to just to really sort of dive deep into into your origin story and and, and, and really work out how and why Cut Golf was was formed. So I guess how how did you get into golf as as a kid and and why and why Cut Golf? Ah, uh, great, great question to lead off with. Well, as a kid, as you can imagine. Um, sometime around 1997, we started watching one Eldrick Tiger Woods yes. enter the golf scene. El Tigre. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's ironic that we're having this conversation removed from his, um, win. Ridiculous. Um, so I, yeah, so I, I actually grew up, uh, in, in the same vicinity that, that Tiger grew up, uh, in, uh, not many people know this, but, uh, Tiger is half Thai. Mm-hmm. I'm half Thai, nice. uh, so that community is very small in Southern California. So uh, there, there's, you know, there's inklings that my my father and his mother, you know, know each other through mutual friends, etc. Nice. And that's that's really the the start of it. You know, I remember I graduated out of high school. My dad bought me my first set of clubs. Um, you know, I played the little Muni. There's a nine-hole Muni uh, right by my, you know, the house I grew up in, and um, you know, is is pretty much just just off to the races from there. Awesome. Um, I grew up playing hockey. I grew up playing soccer, or uh, for your audience, <laughs> I refer to it as, as as football. And we can do a whole other podcast on 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 that side of things. But uh, we'll keep it the golf for today. Um, well, we might get that. We, we're open to we're open to go off course on other sports later on if we need to. <laughs> No man, look, I I didn't bring a <laughs> I didn't bring a gun to this knife fight, so I'm not even gonna get into it with you guys. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, um, so yeah, that that was that, and you know, it, it I took some some time away from from the game. Like I I really just kind of played it recreationally. <clears throat> Went through college, you know, ended up meeting my wife, and and then my father-in-law really rekindled my my interest in golf. Okay. And and then you know I've been married now for ten. I'm sorry, no, God, I've been married now. I told your wife isn't listening. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm gonna be in a lot of trouble. But I've known my wife for just about ten years, and I actually, um, you know, I even recall asking her father for her hand in marriage on the golf course. So oh, I mean, that nice. shows you. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you know. Yeah. It's 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 something that has been a, a part of my life. That's cool. I like that. And when to Southern California was it that you grew up? Was it, is it Cyprus where where Tiger was? Yeah, I grew up in a city called Cerritos. Okay. Um, and, and if you look at the map, Cyprus and Cerritos are like like they're pretty much one town over from each other. Okay. Nice. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. That's that's the story and. As you can imagine, I'm just on, you know, just over the moon for 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 Tiger at the moment. Yeah. Oh man, I'm 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 so pumped and hyped. Like, from a personal standpoint, the first my, my first Tiger memory is the 05 Masters. Um, that that stands out. But I've really I really really got sort of involved in, in heavily 
passionate about golf um, around 2012, really. And so I saw his 2012-2013 season. They were all awesome. And I've stuck with him through those last four or five years, which have been god-awful. And then to see him to see him win the green jacket on Sunday, man, that was... It was ridiculous. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was so satisfying because there's so many people on the on the hate bandwagon right saying he couldn't do it, um, calling this, that, and the other. But uh, that was phenomenal. So good for yeah. Golf. It, it, as much as a Tiger fan as I I am, I I, I had my doubts. You know, I, I I I tend to be and try to be a realist. And what I what I was reminding people along the way over the last few days is, hey, we're what two years removed from seeing that mug shot. <laughs> yeah, the, the DUI charges. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're just going. Does this guy ever come back? And I'll tell you this: even if he wouldn't have won, I'd much rather watch Tiger Woods play a Masters or a, or any major in a respectable manner, the way he has been as of late, versus not seeing him. Because I think it's just great for the game. No, yeah, it, it, um, it just brings people there. It's just got a sort of certain aura about him, hasn't it? A certain energy, and it, it just. Golf competitions are better with with him in the field. That's just a just a given. Yeah, and from yeah. like from my perspective, with the because I'm into video games, you see, Sam, and I said to Mitchell the other day, I was like, Rory McIlroy on the face of a video game for golf just doesn't entice me to buy it. But now we want to see Tiger Woods 2020, like Mitchell posts on the Instagram. Like, I would genuinely go back to buy that because Tiger Woods to me is golf. Like, and I'm not even a huge Tiger fan, but I know yeah. I see Tiger like got Tiger and golf to right. one and the same. It, absolutely it's you know he's he's the reason why i think many of us are are, are playing and, and playing the game and, and and a part of it and i think for for all involved moving forward i think this is great for for the industry just just as a whole oh, yeah no i, I hope i hope this ignites a sort of a resurgence of five to ten years of some um of some major wins and multiple other wins as well but yeah. um yeah good stuff uh, but yeah sam thank you for sort of talking us through your, your sort of origin where, where you came from um i want what i want to know now is why how how and why did cut golf start obviously it's, it's a it's an excellent concept um a direct to consumer golf brand yeah. um that is affordable but quality at the same time how, how, how did you come into that niche where did you see the um the the, the sort of the, the demand well, the demand started with the guy you're talking to right now, <laughs> uh, <Okay. laughs> uh, right? I, and and you, you do need to be your your biggest, you know, your biggest fan, yeah. your most loyal customer yeah. has to be you. Yeah. Um, and the reason is, is I, I play a, a course out here called Strawberry Farms in, in Irvine, California. Okay. And anyone that's been there knows you're you're gonna pump a few into the into the bush. <laughs> okay. um, and, on a good day, if I if I'm unscathed, uh, maybe it's three that go in, and on a bad day, well, we just won't disclose that number. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you're, I'm I'm fortunate enough uh, to to at least get around a week under my belt mm-hmm. on average, um, and and you know we we're blessed to have the the great weather out here that allows us to play year round. Don't, um, don't yeah, don't, 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 mm. don't, just stop that. Yeah, that's yeah, not, exactly. That's not the case for us in the northeast of England. Yeah, um. yeah I know. <laughs> not at all. I know. I'll, I'll hold you guys in my thoughts over the weekend. Please do. We have a golf day coming up next Friday, and it's like we're in the that's... back end of April. It's like we such a dodgy time. <laughs> it's like it could be snowing, <laughs> it could be blistering hot. Like we don't know. <laughs> Well, uh, I'll send you guys uh, positive thoughts about no, our weather. Appreciate that. Um, 
so uh, I, I, look, I mean, we, I was losing balls, I, you know, and I, I was, you know, I was playing, I was playing, you know, when Nike was in the hard good space, you know, I was using the resin ball. Uh, when Nike left the res, you know, the space, I, you know, switched over to a Bridgestone. Okay. And then I started looking at, you know, quote unquote, the other direct to consumer brands. And I mean, I think they put out a good product, but I was, I was failing to really understand what their value proposition was. Okay. Yeah. Makes um, sense. You, you know, I, I think that's, it was like, well, hold on a second. Like, if you're here, if their if their price points are still there, why don't I just keep on playing a Bridgestone? Mm-hmm. I said, there's yeah. there's not not really that direct to consumer sort of angle in all of this. Um, and then I started saying, well, why don't you just come up with a solution to offer a tour quality golf ball at you know maybe somewhere between forty to fifty percent less than than the major brands. Yeah. And, and then I went to the drawing board. Essentially, that drawing board was a lot of research, a lot of learning, um, a lot of really understanding how the golf ball is, you know, is constructed, the intricacies that go along with putting something like this out you know, into the market. Yeah. Um, and you, know, you, you need to find yourself you know, a reliable manufacturing partner, which I was able to do. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're not really off to the races just yet. You know, I still had a lot. I mean, there's still you know that that element of self doubt that, that goes along with launching a business. Yeah, like, totally. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, if I if I launch this, will anyone take? Uh, if I launch it, will anyone buy it? Yeah, no, and, um, that's fear, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I, I I'll never forget. I think the first order was something like the neighborhood of like 900 dozen golf balls. Okay. And that's a good, you know, that's never a good first order, we, man. <laughs> yeah, that's serious order. Yeah, I mean, we look back. I, I was just scrolling through my pictures the other day, and I saw the first pallet, and it was one pallet that came in. And I just, I start, you know, just it's a smile that comes across because I just go, man, like I look at that order today, and I'm like, it was, it's nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I think about when we launched, and you know, you're, you know, the initial thought is, okay, if, if if all else fails, I've got a lot of golf balls that I won't have to buy for a long time. <laughs> yeah, fair. Good way to look uh, at but it. But luckily, <laughs> luckily that wasn't the case. You know, we were able to launch. Um, we were able to really understand how to work with our friends on social media, uh-huh. um, like like guys like Matt Cardis, like Todd at you know, Open Anchor. And Colin McCarthy, I've, and, I've seen that you, you do a lot with. I'm, I'm sorry, say that again. I see you do a lot with Colin McCarthy as well, but I saw those guys. Oh, uh, yeah. Colin, you know, Butty. I, I, we, we really... We just we, we just started reaching out and, and building a network and friendship with these guys and really helped get our message out and they were they were integral into into really helping launch our brand. Yeah, it's, um, it's such a strong like tight knit um, collaborative community that I've, that I've seen from afar, which is why I'm getting in contact with the likes of you, you, yourself, Matt, etc. Is because first and foremost you come across as just really good guys, but you can, yeah. people you want to spend time with and, and work with and collaborate with. Um, and I could really get that impression from a five. Everyone's just, everyone's just sound, aren't they? <laughs> like, like everyone, everyone's so good. Yeah, they are. And, and you know what? They're, they're great people first and foremost. Um, they're, they're, they're talented individuals in their own right. You know, mm-hmm. whether you're talking about, about Butsy, whether you're talking about Matt, I mean, Matt and his photography is, oh, it's insane. It, yeah, it's, it, it's unreal. It, it, you know, it's a lot of fun to play golf with Matt. 
and then he's like out there with his camera yet he's also playing at the same time and you're just kind of trying to figure out you know what he's doing <laughs> but then you come to this you come to this conclusion that he's really doing what he loves to do and you're just along for the ride and for me, <laughs> and for me that day at the office is 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 why I do this yeah. and I think that's something that we haven't lost sight of here is you know we we want to be authentic. We want, you know, I, I don't have any interest in cooping up our, you know, whether it's myself or, or guys in an office and yeah. saying, okay, you know, like there's, I've, I've talked to some of the guys in the industry who work for the, like the larger brands. I'm like, so like, how often do you play? And they're like, well, never. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, 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 I mean, we don't want to build a culture along those lines here. Now no. we do have work to do and that, yeah, that is the priority, but we also want, you know, whether it's myself and our staff here, actually getting out and playing of course because you need, you need yeah, to be I in mean, amongst it you need to understand it from a consumer level like right yeah, yeah. you don't become disconnected from the game and just look at numbers all day yeah. um and that, that's essentially why i guess why anyone who's passionate about golf tries to start a golf business is so they can play fl- play golf and make money like yeah for a living like so obviously i'm i've joined with just jacks now mitchell's like much bigger than the golfer and he says to me he goes mickey do you realize the only reason i've started this is just so i can go play golf every day for the rest of my life <laughs> it's just like fair play bro at least you know at least I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm under no illusion that a lot of work needs to be done but i'm never going to lose sight of the um the of, of, of my love of going out and playing yeah. golf like, yeah yeah and and i look let, let's also be honest um a lot of folks told me in the beginning they're like oh your, your days of playing are gonna be limited and, and those guys those guys were right but i, I yeah. think you know if yeah. as long as you manage your time wisely mm-hmm. um that um you know that, that you'll find you'll, you'll find the time to play yeah. there, there's no doubt about that so just as a comparison i know we mentioned earlier um your first ever order was it was 900 dozen which to me seems that seems like an that absolute, seems a lot. it seems like a <laughs> lot so i've I flicked through just quickly there the instagram see if i could find a picture of that 900 dozen originally but i don't see i see one on the instagram but i have found the picture where you put receiving our largest shipment to date on friday night before the christmas break and you stood amongst like 10 10 pallets or so there how do you know how many golf balls are in that picture? How many dozen or not? Oh, God. Spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool if you don't, but there's a lot, man. Like, one pallet is like the size. <laughs> it's the size of you. Yeah. Like, yeah, if it's yourself in the picture, it's like taller than you. Man. That's, yeah, that's me in that photo. Um, that was right around the hall. And, you know, now we're, we're to a point where, you know, golf balls are just always free-flowing. You know, we, we're, we're experiencing at times we're, we're looking at uh, like monthly deliveries that come in, you know, container size shipment. Awesome. And yeah. And then uh, kind of my fun part of the job is I'll, I'll get up on the truck and grab the four, uh, the pallet jack and start moving stuff around. And that's all I tend to have a lot. Yeah, I, t- I have a lot of fun with that yeah. aspect. of the I can imagine, especially seeing it grow like from the start. That's like honestly huge. Congratulations! Yeah, because you, like, you, so you've good. got this point two years in where where most businesses fail. And just to be clear, you knew nothing about the intricacies of a golf ball before you started, did you? No, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I did a lot. I did a lot of I did a lot of learning. Let's just say that I did a lot of research. There's a, you know, there's there's and there's not a lot of information, you know, out there at your disposal. Yeah. Um, so you, you know, you have to like really understand the construction and you know, well, what, the, how does that affect, you know, players of all calibers? 
um, you know, like and and really understanding. You have to understand the construction, so then you can understand the messaging and the marketing. Yeah, I mean, it 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 it's, it talks to every golfer because every golfer goes out there and loses golf balls, and everyone knows how bad that feeling is when you buy a new pack of Pro V ones which you don't need, and you know you chuck them in the bushes. Uh, and you, you essentially chucking away three, four pounds every single time you're doing it. Yeah. Um, right. Everyone, yep. everyone knows that struggle, don't they? That's, it's such a relatable struggle. It, it absolutely is. And, and, and you know, and our, our position is, is one of this. I mean, if you want to play that ball because that's what's being played out on tour, then so be it. You know, I, I think that there's there's a lot to be said for you know the the golf ball technology that you're seeing from all the main major major manufacturers these days we're, we're just here as a complement to all of them yeah. we're just here as an alternative um in you know like we don't we don't walk around saying hey our product's better and you know and and therefore you should only no. buy us no. we say hey you know like here it is i mean we get notes all the time hey i use this ball on occasion you know we've got notes that say well you know, I'm done with the major brands. I, I just absolutely love this ball and it's going to stay in the back. And it's, it's, it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> as long as, as long as the customer is winning, then we win. If, you know, what we're also knowing, knowing uh, through, through a lot of data that's coming back in from the market is what is it like something like only like one in seven players right now keeps a consistent ball in their bag <laughs> everyone else is just you know you got like the revolving wheel of, of different golf balls <laughs> oh right. yeah i'm one yeah, of those <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those guys like it, you're right before it was either like your high-end Titus pro v1s or your or your bridge or whatever and then there was like a top flight or a crack ball you found in the bushes while looking for your pro v1 there was the, there was there wasn't that middle ground that, that alternative that you're talking about um, and, right. I, and I guess it brings me into, into an point which I was really keen to understand from, from your sort of learned perspective. Um, how good of a golf ball does like your average 8 to 16 handicapper actually need? Because not many of us, you know, sort of regular golfers, actually can compress a golf ball properly to maximize its potential. So how, how good a ball does the, you know, the average player actually need? Yeah. I would okay. That's a great question. I would actually answer it a little bit more of in a roundabout way. Okay. It's what, how, what is the right golf ball for that okay. specific skill set, that swing speed, um, that handicap, and that age. Okay. You know, those are a few factors that you know we're gonna look at. So, I, I'm, I'm, I have no issue with strength. I'm a, I'm a healthy 39 year old, but I sure put a whole lot to spin on the ball with my driver because I tend to have a more of a descending club path and if you give me a pro V I will spin it uh, I mean off the tee I will spin it out of bounds from about two from at least a fair way over right present Um, (laughs) so I actually play cut red which is our two-piece ball you know the Serlin cover because I can keep it in play and it's it's the right ball for for me um, and what I what I saw is, you know, taking taking cut red, putting it in the back, I dropped easily like five or six strokes around, nice. just because I was able to to control it a lot better. Now now that's that's for me, yeah. and I have no shame in saying I play our nine ninety five, you know, our, our nine dollar ninety five cent uh, ball. Okay. There's no issue saying that. Yeah. Um, and then 
other other guys are just you know hey they want a three-piece urethane ball because they prefer the ball flight they want you know they want to scrub a little bit of that spin and that's the right ball for them so it, it's really having the players understand what ball what characteristic ball they're really looking for okay and then you know how that really fits their game yeah. and, and, and then from just following up from that point then sam do you guys have a, a difficult job or an easy job in communicating that to the to, to, to the to the to the everyday golfer? Because not everyone looks at what, how they use the golf ball objectively, like you've just they just they just buy whatever. They don't look into that much depth. Is, is that something that you're focusing on? Yes, it's something that we are constantly adjusting. We're okay. really figuring out how we massage. I mean, it, that, that's a bigger emphasis as we move forward in our business is like how do we how do we blend this playful brand you know that we've created yeah. you know it's not as serious it's not really stuffy and now what we're seeing is we're attracting you know every day we're attracting new customers through the door mm-hmm. and they're really starting to press for more information as they should yeah okay. i encourage i encourage consumers to to ask hey you know what what does fit me better how is this built um, what does this compare to? Uh, we are, we are, uh, we're, we're, we're careful in how we compare ourselves. Um, because we do think that, like I said earlier, you know, the major manufacturers do have, they have great product offerings. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, it, it's, it's not uncommon to play around with me and you'll look down and you'll say, but you're not playing your ball. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not playing my ball. Cause I want to see what, the, the, what this one's all about. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You wanna, yeah, of course. Yeah. So I can come on great podcasts like this and have an intelligent conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you've got, yeah, that's, you've got to have a, you've got to have a feel for the market. Like you said, you yeah, know, cause the, the consumers, because, because, of, because information so commoditized, like consumers are getting more and more demanding about what they're buying. Right. Like, no, like 10, 15 years ago, people just go out and buy golf clubs on a bit of a whim. Now, every every single golfer has feet to hustle and get a fitting, and work out yes. what the what the club head speeds are, what the what the what the path angles are, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's going to go into the, the decision make on how they how they pick a golf ball. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and now with with the advent of of, of uh, technology like TrackMan. I mean, players of all skill sets are really getting a lot more data, a lot more feedback, mm-hmm. and they're able to really make a decision on their equipment that's with 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 much more education at this point than than in years past. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and, and talk to us a bit, Sam, as well about your about your recent sort of um, your hot list winner with um, with Golf Digest and that and how that process sort because that's a a ridiculously good accreditation to achieve within within the time frame that you have. Yeah, absolutely. So this is our second year being added to uh, the Golf Digest hot list. Congrats. It's the second year that – thank you. It's the second year that um, Cut Blue has, has won the Silver Award. Okay. Um, we're very grateful for this accomplishment. And, you know, we – Golf Digest, I, I would say, is, 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 you know, the most credible – maybe one of the most read publications in the industry Definitely. and then they do a really good job of, they've, of, of bringing all the brands um under the tent if you will mm-hmm. um so they originally you know last year reached out to us and said hey we would like to you know we'd like to have you guys submit and 
and see how your nomination goes. And, you know, we submitted product, didn't give it much thought. And the validity that that Golf Digest hot list brings to our business, I mean, it, it, it can never be fully measured, mm-hmm. but it, it really has, has been able to really put us on the map, if you will, Absolutely. and really, really help in establishing not only the brand, but that, you know, establishing that we do put out a quality product. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of folks go, hey, you guys are having a good time on social media and they have a little bit of quirky uh, message and, and way that they're going to the market. But first and foremost for, for us is if we don't have a quality product to deliver, I mean, you, someone's going to sniff that out at some point. Of and course. No. Two years later. Yeah, two years later, we're not sitting here, yeah. um, you know, running, a, you know, the, the successful business that we are. Yeah. No, absolutely, like, like like you say, the, the people can tell you're having fun from a branding perspective and, and from a culture perspective. Then you've also got that boom golf digest accreditation to the quality of your yeah. of your golf ball, and that that, that that speaks volumes because you go from just a, you know a, a two year old business um, from the likes of yourself and whoever else is involved saying it's a really good golf ball to you know tens if not hundreds of experts saying the exact same thing. Exactly, and and and. What we've always tried to strive for is really pushing for third-party validation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, whether it's been Golf Digest, my Golf Spy, Golf WRX. I mean, I just keep on going down the, the, the list of names. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the guys over at TXG up in Canada were were really vital in 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 helping us really get that message out there. Yeah, that, 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 that's that's awesome. And- Again, from a, me and Mickey, like a super into business. Well, obviously, this, this is a, our first venture together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for you, what what's been the aside from the, the quality of your product? What's been the key to your to your initial growth over the, over this two year period? Yeah, so, like, yeah. how how do you get from creating this fun brand to, to being a, a really serious player in the, in the golf ball space? Um, we have stayed true to our message. We have stayed true to you know who we are as a brand. Okay. Um, we have really focused on the quality of our customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are, you know, we have a great team of guys that, that, that work here at cut who help me on a day-to-day basis with, with all aspects, yeah. um, uh, of, of just the operation. Um, so, I mean, I can't, I can't take all the credit, uh, you know, by myself, mm-hmm. No, you know, absolutely. we we just ha- you know we have a group of guys here that we all see this vision, we're all aligned, and we really have put, you know, the customer first and foremost. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been, I mean, there's been moments where I've just picked up the phone and had to call someone and say, hey, we understand your package is lost, we apologize for this happening, and we're gonna here's a solution to make things better, and I think a lot of people still. When you pick up the phone and you actually talk to someone, I, I think that's like a lost art form. Yeah, no, um, you're right. Yeah, you know, it's such a touch. It's such a nice touch if you get a call from any brand because it, it rarely happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we had we had a little mishap around the holidays where I was I think we made something like 120, 130 customer service phone calls between Dennis and myself uh, uh, on an, <laughs> uh, between like two or three afternoons. And, yeah. The reason why it took a it took a little bit longer than expected is a lot of people were stopping me and saying, "Wait, 
but you're the guy? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and they're like, well, can I ask you a few? I'm like, of course. You know, I'm not going to blow this. You know, if you said, hey, you got to wake up day in, day out, and you're going to talk to your customers um, about something as fun as a golf ball, I mean, please sign me up for this dream job of mine. Well, it sounds to me like as well, like the key to – to things like that is you obviously have been in a situation where you need to ring customers from from a potential negative point of view and because it's been you because it's been from a brand perspective you've instantly turned that into a positive because like, hang on a minute i'm speaking with the, the guy behind the company like wait I, that, that, okay there's no problem i appreciate you've called me like yeah. it's you that's amazing now i want to know more about the brand i want to know more that's like yeah that's amazing we, like, we all understand and appreciate we're all human and mis- mistakes happen yeah um, but, when you, but when you add that human element to, to any brand or any service or, or, or product, you're right, it just, it just goes so far, doesn't it? The instant empathy from the customer would be like, the, the, you know, one of the guys involved in this company has actually just rang me to apologize, and now I want to yeah, like, feed that's, back into yeah. that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and like I said, I mean, I, I wish I had all day to sit around and talk to customers, uh-huh. and, but it's, it's, been, it's been the cornerstone of, of really helping us establish this brand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Awesome. And what, what what is your day day now then, Sam? Now now that you're sort of you're two years in, you've you've gone from being a, you know, from, from that startup phase to being a more serious player. What what what's your day to day, and what, what what role do you play in the business? Um, day to day, I I play a more active role on the marketing, branding, communication side of the brand. Okay. Um, you know, we're we're running a a full a full board business. I mean, if you just popped out our, our, our widget, which we call a golf ball and you pop something else in, um, you have all the basic function operations, mm-hmm. um, of, of any other business. Right. Yeah, so yeah. because we, we have expanded into retail, you have to manage things like accounts receivable. Um, we still have an operation, you know, I mean, logistics of inbound product, logistics of outbound product to customers, whether they're, an internet order or or something being shipped to a a retailer Mm -hmm. um so i mean there's there's a lot of functions that happen here um you because social media is such a prevalent part of our business i mean just it's amazing what goes into content creation (laughs) and really you know making sure that you're mapping out the right message uh day in day out uh on on instagram and, and twitter as well yeah well we've just had that one minute clip that you put up uh throwback to warmer days while you were talking about that and it, the, it ended with you saying uh putting out the content honestly the content you are putting out is so true like you, you can see the brand really well through the instagram so so honestly well done on that it's yeah really like, yeah like instantly without even without even knowing yourself or speaking to you, you you instantly I think what what brand is to me anyway is what what feeling do you get when you see that business's product, service, website, Instagram, whatever. What what feeling do you get? Um, and you instantly know who you are just by looking yeah. at the Instagram. So you're doing a great job. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate the compliment. Good question. So I'm looking at um, the golf balls themselves. So naturally, you know, when you get a, a sleeve of three, they're labeled, you know, cut, then one, three. Um, there's a golf ball that keeps catching my eye every time. It's got the I believe it's supposed to, is it the pie symbol from from a mathematics perspective? Yeah. Tell me about that. It always catches my uh, eye. It looks really yeah, it looks, really cool. I yeah. love it. Uh, maybe. Well, that was for uh, that was for Pi Day. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> What's Pi so Day? So it was just. Well, wait, uh, it, college thing. Well, 
Yeah, so now there's like a national. I mean, any you know, there's like National French Friday. And national <laughs> oh, Donut like an actual Day. pie. Oh, right. Well, no, like you know, like pie, like, like two point one four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that infinite number. Okay. So it was it was Pie Day, and that was our 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 Instagram. There's a day for pie. That, like like we're not talking like so not like edible pie, like the no, actual like, number, like yeah, the, the day for the number. The oh. So how do we celebrate Pie Day? What's the score with that? Like, what do we do? <laughs> Well, you make a or you you have a rendition of a golf ball that has the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair play. <laughs> I mean, I much rather celebrate like like pie day, like yeah, uh, eating, key lime yeah. pie day. Yeah. You know? I was yeah, but no, either way, it's a it's a kick-ass golf ball. Like that, like it it sends my mind wild because instantly I think get the Just Jacks logo and one of those. Like you can just yeah, you can do anything with that. That's so cool. <laughs> So uh, That's another thing as, as well, Sam, like it's such a funny place to be in two years in when you're doing so well is how can we keep providing the same quality product, but how can we do it on a much bigger scale, right? So what sort of plans do you have for expansion? Where, where's golf going this year? And, and do you have a sort of a five-year plan in place? Or yeah, Absolutely. Um, so for, for the rest of 2019, it's really establishing, you know, a few key retail partnerships. Okay. Um, so our first major retail partnership is with a uh, is with Worldwide Golf Shops, which is very prevalent here in the United States. Okay. Um, they take the name of like Roger Dunn, Edwin Watts, yeah. uh, golf, you know, and I, I could just keep on going down the down the list. Um, so really focusing on those sorts of relationships. Um, and then as, as we go, you know, maybe further down the road, really looking at how we expand into retail so that we're able to offer the same value proposition of a quality golf polo at a reasonable price. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Okay. So, you know, and, and from there, really adding to our product mix, mm -hmm. but definitely more in the near term, it's how do we... You know, how do we get the word out about cut golf okay. and our excellent lineup of golf balls? Yeah, fair enough. Just on that, it's just, just something crossed my mind. I, mean, I don't know whether or not it's, it's came into your business plan at all. Um, but we're seeing a lot of golf now move towards the indoor simulator style thing. Now, is there anything from a golf ball company that you could use from a marketing tool to try and utilize that space and say, hey, we're the best golf ball for simulators? Like, have you looked into that at all? Well, not so much well yes yes and yes the answer is yeah okay we have been approached by numerous um golf simulator you know businesses uh -huh. um one that really sticks out in our in, in my mind is um five iron which yeah, is located in new york awesome. new york's yeah in new york city we did a great event with them at the end of last year okay and we provide you know we, we provide them uh golf balls for their base all right okay awesome. um yeah, and I think it's a great, you know, once again, you know, part of the initiative for 2019 is getting the word out. Uh -huh. There is no better way than getting the word out, but by seeding the product into that sort of environment. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I think it's yeah. such an untapped thing because usually you go to a range and you just see a, you see a, a, an old Trixon or something with practice ball written on. It's so and there's, that's, that must be such a, 
that is a wide space that needs taken advantage of. But surely, then you've yeah. got the security element of people just stealing. If you put a golf ball like the cut, people are just going to well, steal that's, them. That's, that's the problem. That's what's that's, that's, that could yeah. be a good thing for cut, but it's a bad thing for the guys buying them. Yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, the first thing that came into my head there there's me, myself, and Mitchell. Um, we are just about to start a journey where we're going to go out round all the different simulators uh, that basically are providing to the UK. Um, test them all out because we are looking for a different business for a set of eight simulators to purchase and me and Mitchell have been tasked with going around and testing them. We are off to see <laughs> Foresight Golf um, next month. Um, and yeah, so it, it just that's why it crossed my mind and uh, of course we will send them your way. When we talk to them, we're going to do a podcast with those guys as well and we'll say, look, if you ever want to bundle in golf balls with the simulator that you're already charging, you know, X amount for, yeah. then the cut of the guys to go to. Yeah, like, I, I, I want to I want to push as many brands that are similar to what we're about. Un- yeah. we're, we're, we're about accessibility as well, and, and how can we introduce golf to, to more and more people without the without the ridiculous cost? Yeah. No, I I, I would appreciate the uh, the introduction. Um, I'm a big advocate for simulator golf. I think it's it's absolutely great for the game. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's a it's a good way of bringing maybe the the guy that was maybe on the sidelines or on the fence about yeah. playing. Yeah, definitely. Because you know, like Five Irons built a great facility, a great environment. Yeah. Um. And I mean, you it's not serious, right? I mean, you can sit there, have an appetizer, few beers. have a few few <laughs> beers, and it's a casual setting. And hey, maybe you start out there, and then. Then maybe in the spring and summer, you know, for folks in New York, they're they're going actually they're going out to the course because they they had a good experience. Exactly. In the and if they're having a good experience in the simulator for the first time, and then when they're looking at the ball for the first time, the first time you feel a golf ball is quite special. It's such a unique little piece. And if they're looking at the right. good golf ball for the first time, they're instantly going to be like, oh, okay. Connected you make you make yeah. an association with the cut, and you'll never forget that ever. No, it's simple. It, it, exactly. So exactly. It's it's, it's it's the it's like the test drive of a car. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. once you get behind the wheel and you turn up the music and the air conditioning, you know, you, you there's a good chance you will be sold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. And True. I, I know we we touched on it very briefly over over email, Sam, but we, we didn't really cover it. Um, forgive the ignorance, but where are you at in terms of selling worldwide, and and what are the markets you're looking to expand in and have a have a presence in? So for right now been servicing our worldwide um business essentially like on a what, what we'll refer to on a manual basis okay um so if you, you know, someone you know on our staff will will go ahead take your order you'll say hey i want two three five i mean we've seen orders like go to australia with like 10 dozen golf balls <laughs> and and we'll write the order we'll just say okay well what do you want and then we work up an order that you know the main thing there is the the variable of shipping yeah um so we you know that gets addressed and customs and all that fun stuff and you know we send back a a quote and you know pretty much uh the majority of the times the the order's going through um and then we'll we'll just go ahead and ship it uh you know we we use the either dhl or, or fedex's yeah. as the main carriers um and we're very mindful to make sure you know nothing gets held up in customs and, and like i said it goes back to just providing a positive customer service experience awesome and then in, in terms of the other the other, the other side the coin with with golf brands is do you go the route in wanting to supply golf balls to the tour obviously your your golf balls have that level of quality um is, is that something that you're looking to do as well 
uh, it's maybe a priority. Um, And and the the reason is, you know, there's a certain cost that will also go along with supporting a tour staff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then if we've got to support that tour staff, then essentially we have to also pass that cost along to the customer. Of course. And it's something that, yeah, we tried to avoid doing that as much as possible. Fair comment. No, no, that makes sense. Again, but you, you, it speaks volumes that you, you know you, you know your place, you know what you're trying to do. It's clear. It, yeah, and it, it becomes clearer by the day. <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 there are moments of fuzziness. I'm not going to never deny that. Yeah, no, it's, it would be inhuman if it was crystal clear the whole time. Wouldn't God, it? those days yeah. all the time, wake up like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm in a scenario now where I'm like ready. I'm, I'm leaving my job next Friday. Um, and it's like, sometimes it hits me and it's like, wait a minute. Like, can you do this? Like, is this really <laughs> going to make sense? And it's like, well, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, like, I hope you do figure it out. <laughs> ah, as long as it, touch wood, as long as it don't die, we'll be sound. Like, yeah, we've got to give it a show. Sure. Yeah. Um, Sam, another thing I want to cover with you, which I like asking guests, especially ones who obviously heavily involved involved in golf everyone comes with so many different unique ideas and concepts i know it's a, it's a very sort of generalized question but if you could please what in your own words what do you think is going to make golf more accessible to the masses as we move forward except from the likes of you know of, of cheaper products like 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 golf balls yeah oh, man. how much time do we <laughs> just 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 shoot at me whatever first comes to your head go I want to hear it because I want to communicate. I think the main thing with making golf more accessible is how do we get past the four-hour round? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and and by the way, I love the four-hour round. I, I really like the three-and-a-half-hour round. There's, there's moments when we get those here. Yeah. Um, but I think that's that's the main thing. Um, you know, there's there needs to be more of that push around playing nine absolutely um i think uh that there yeah i mean i could really do a deep dive into this one so i don't want to take up more time but no, uh you go you we, we've yeah, got all the time I think, in the world I, 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 yeah well I, I think look we we got to address um you know moments you do have to address pace of play yeah i mean we have municipal courses out in the area that i'm in that you consume about six hours on a round oh, um yeah. And that's not an exaggeration. Um, so that, that's an issue. Um, also, I would say that there, there has to be a way to make it more fun, right? So like if someone's going to go out and, you know, and shoot 103, that, you know, like we don't make it a painful 103. Yeah, yeah. Um, and mind you, there's days where my like 91 is very painful, but, you know, I, I, I can live with it. Yeah. Um, so I think that you know, like, yeah, how and and this whole thing of like, you know, like let's let's make the whole it like the whole bigger and the, you know like the soccer thing and all that. Yeah. About that, I, I think that also is starting to take away from the essence of the game. Yeah, you've got to be um, careful. Yeah, you? you've that, got to be careful. Because obviously, we'll, we'll watch just Jacks. We call ourselves a media business and then create revenue streams off 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 the back of that. Um, but essentially, what we're doing first is a, a, a Just Jack's golf days. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it might be a bit selfish of us, but we love to borrow your sort of knowledge and, and business brains and what have you. And essentially, what our concept is, is we're going to have a, it's, it's a nine-hole golf day. Um, and it's going to be a scramble. So players of any ability you can play, 
Uh, there's no handicaps, but the idea is obviously you're going to have four shots. Likelihood is you're going to play from a good position. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of the competition is made up of five fun challenges, whether it be our lob wall, the simulated challenge, we've got like a decorative island, etc. So that's something that we're going to have a hard time doing is is knowing that concept of having a having a shorter time playing golf, having a fun time playing golf, yet remaining true to the essence yeah. of the game and remain true to its narrative. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, and I, I commend you guys for doing that. I, I think even the the question that, that's being asked um, is great, and we need to bring more people into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm trying to like give this, you know, a lot more thought because yeah. um, it, it is an important thing that has to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think to go back, right? The, the simulator golf is a big thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think what we're seeing here in the U.S. with Top Golf has been has been pretty pretty big. It's been absolutely um, awesome for the industry. I think Top Golf's done a really good job. Like it's insane. Uh, absolutely, I and. I, I don't care that, you know, our, one of our largest competitors is, is, you know, has a vested interest in it. You know, I, I think that's good for us. Well, yeah, you know, it's, I, it's I, bringing it, more people to the market. You know, yep. like you say. Exactly. And, and, and so, but yeah, to me, that's, that's a big thing is like, really, I think, I think we saw a few years back, there was a big push around, you know, getting people to play nine mm-hmm. and then, and then it seemed like it fell off yeah yeah like it just like like the focus got a lot i think we need to go back to things like that no i agree definitely agree. Well, we're, we're gonna have to focus on that well what, what what we're trying to do as well is sam is we're essentially just gonna be sponges essentially and absorb yeah. what we can off all these amazing people we have the we have the privilege and opportunity to speak with work with um, and, and, and try yeah. and implement it exactly well, I, I I hope I, I I can provide an insightful perspective. So far, so good, no, bro. Yeah, honestly, yeah, 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 yeah. we have a good brainstorm after this. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 fantastic what you've built, and you can see the true passion behind it, and you can see the logic behind it. Like, it, it totally makes sense what you're doing and what you're saying. Making golf more accessible, like Mitchell said earlier, is one of the things we're doing, and you are doing that by cutting people's costs. That's straight away. It's an admirable thing. You, you're focused on providing value for your customer by saying, "Hey, look." Without a compromise on quality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's amazing. Well, it's also a lot of fun to be doing it, and we've met a lot of great folks uh, along the way. So I just hope that we get to continue uh, going down this course. Definitely. And that's, that's got to be the best part about your job, right? Just meeting so many like-minded people who who just as passionate about about the game. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Like I said, I mean, I have to remind myself and and the guys around here if if we're not doing this and having a little bit of fun along the way and really enjoying ourselves, oh, well, then we should just all go back to the the corporate world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so true, man. Exactly, man. Um, look, Sam. I guess guess we're gonna look. We've covered some covered some good stuff. What I want to what I want to leave you with, and what I think is gonna give a lasting message as to what you and, and Cook Golf is about is I'm gonna ask this question. Um, if you could play with one player, dead or alive, who would it be, and where would you play? <laughs> I mean, this has got to be an obvious answer, right? Well, uh, uh, you you either go Arnie at Augusta or Tiger at Augusta. Yeah, I'm going Tiger to Augusta. Tiger to Augusta. Tiger yeah, Augusta. That, that's right. me as well. <laughs> just, yeah, that's yeah, ways yeah. to rubbing the legs, I'm smiling. Happy. He's yeah, like, yeah, that's that's the answer, I, Mitchell. I, I, I don't know if you, I, I think you do know him, but we had we had a uh, Jimmy of Tropicana Golf on a few weeks ago. Yep. 
and, and Jimmy had this huge rant on, on Tiger, and I was just sat there with my head in my arms, just like, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, By I the can, way, we I love him. Only, he's hilarious. I can only like, imagine. We had so much imagine. fun with him. He he is like he's our kind of guy. He's so fun, isn't he? Everybody, wow. yeah. every single guest we've had on the podcast so far has been legit. Like the best best podcast ever is every single time. It's like it's wait, so man, different. It's so good. Like, the, all of you guys over in Cali as well. You've got such a tight knit circle, and you are all awesome. I can see why you all gel together. I can see why you get on. I can see it's why you're like, doing business together. It's like non-competitive. It's like collaborative. It's like, right, we all want each other to do well now, given niches. Yeah. And then you're just working out ways to be mutually beneficial to work towards one another. And it's, it's a way it should be done. Yeah, it's the future. So here's what we got to bring you guys for the Invitational this year. Sorry, say, say so, that again. It went, it went a little bit crackly. We, we, well, we, we've got to bring you guys out for the Cut Golf Invitational. Oh, oh for my sure. God. Let's I, do I, I, <laughs> I'd do anything. When is it? When? I'm getting my phone out now. We're getting it in the diary. When is it? When? Okay, when? so we, so <laughs> it, it tells you we're you know, the, we're so busy running the day to day business here that we have like not put a date down okay, for the fair. invitational. Yeah. I think if I had to guess, it's gonna be somewhere middle to end of October this year. Well, okay. we're there. And you know, like. Uh, one more thing I got to put on my to-do list. <laughs> what, 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 what the other what the other has been like so far? Some they just been a, a big piss up, big big get together and have some fun, or been a bit yeah, serious competition I mean, I mean, there. The, the the first one was you know like the like the real learning experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that was in 2017. Okay, last okay. year, last year was you know I think I would say one of uh, my more proud accomplishments. Mm-hmm in starting the business was how well we executed the invitational last year. Fantastic. Um, you know, I think we really were able to bring in a lot of, you know, a lot of cool folks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was interesting cause you know, I mean, there was, I don't want to call them random people, but just people uh-huh. I've never seen that just showed up for the tournament. That's good. Though. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it was, it was great. I mean, those, those are the folks that you really remember. Yeah. But, Hey, thanks for thanks for coming out, supporting our brand, supporting a great event with a great cause, and you know now it's yeah. How do we get more people out? How do we bring our friends uh, out from uh, from 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 far away uh, places yeah. uh, like you guys? Awesome. Well, like place to help like, promote yeah, we're ha- what we can. whatever you need. Um, I've my, myself, I've had experience in running events um, within the golf industry for about four or five years now and i've run weddings and all sorts of stuff so hey if you ever just want someone to spitball bounce some ideas off me you and mitchell can just do a discord chat off podcast and you know we'll we'll give you some, you know any any sort of insight we can give you any sort of help we're there just let us know well i i i appreciate that um you better be careful what uh what offer you just threw. <laughs> no, so, no, I, I mean it i mean it seriously like anytime you know i will hit you up uh, if you want to do anything we'll let you know yeah we'll we're, you. we're appreciative that we're able to to start to do this for a living um mm. and we just in, given that we're, we're new we just want to be able to provide as much value to those we that we encounter whether that be a customer a brand partner or whoever we just want to provide value where we can so honestly don't be shy yeah well i appreciate it. okay sam look it's been it's been an absolute pleasure it's 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 really cool to see a startup doing so well within golf um, and yeah. promoting such a positive message within the game um, the brand's excellent. The, the, 
the golf ball. I'm not going to bullshit. I, I haven't tried yet, but I will, given yeah. that I've just spoken to you as well. Yeah. Um, it looks like a quality product, and look, keep doing what you're doing. You've been an absolute pleasure, and, and thank you so much for your, for your time. Yeah, no, thank you. Seriously, sir. thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. And uh, so now I got to ask you guys. Okay, here we so go. What, uh, so what football club do you guys support? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> it's a bit of a funny one. So I don't know how uh, how well rehearsed you are with football clubs in the UK, but there's a, a few cities that have some serious rivalries. Now, yeah, <laughs> in, the, the, in the Northeast, we have one of the biggest derby games in the country. And it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's because we're, it's, it's a very working class part of the, part, part yep. of the country. And we're, the cities just have one football club. In London, you have like eight, nine, ten, whatever good football clubs. Um, right. I'm, I'm a Sunderland fan, a massive Sunderland fan. And, and I'm uh, a Newcastle and fan. <laughs> Perfect. I got my new... I I mean, well, when Alan Shearer was around. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... And then um, so I'll give you guys... Um, here's... A, so my, my father is Thai. My mom's Colombian. Uh-huh. Nice. Colombia loses to the World Cup against England yeah. this year. And, and you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, 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 that was a pretty heartbreaking way to lose. But I think, it, I mean, England's performance in this year's World Cup was just absolutely – It was infectious. Uh, just, it did was you, amazing. Did you see the state of the country? Like, did, <laughs> you've never you've never experienced it. The night. I was living in London at the time, and literally the whole – the whole of the UK was captivated. We're like, if we win the World Cup, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, it's going to be like day ten. No one's been to work. Everything like, was on pause. Half the country's dead. Like, <laughs> everything. Stopped. Everything got put on hold. It, it was, was ridiculous. It was. It was such a good time. <laughs> like, ev- no, everybody had an excuse to do nothing. Other than look at like, the football yeah. and what was going on around. It's like, honestly, the World Cup is my favorite sporting I love that competition. Favorite. And it's all. It's going to North America, Mexico, right? In a few years, that should be fun. Yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, it, absolutely. I mean, look. I, so I, I, I don't have. A, you know a, an EPL team that I support weekend in weekend out yeah. like I, I just I kind of just watch it all okay. from yeah. afar and then I follow Champions League nice. and then if and then oh my god you guys can, we're gonna have to split off another podcast for this discussion <laughs> um, and, and by the way you guys can edit this no keep going no, 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 I like good. talking about football um, so I, and then what I tend to do is I, I tend to follow all the teams that the Colombian guys end up on okay. and this is what I'll tell this is what I'll tell you and this is not open for the debate. Okay. In my opinion, <laughs> Colombians should not play in the EPL because they're too soft. All right. So anytime I, I start to hear the the rumblings like Hamas is going to like Arsenal, I'm like, oh, please do not do that. That's like <laughs> the worst worst move for your career. There's only one guy that I can really think of that had success in the EPL, and that is, right. It, the guy that played for uh, for for uh, for Newcastle, which was uh, uh, Espria. Okay, yeah, yeah it, okay. Tino Espria. Yeah, it, yeah. He's so, a legend. Like he's, said, like, he's a Newcastle legend. <laughs> it, well, that's what I mean. Like, but I mean, tell me of another, you know, another guy who's had oh, that sort yeah. of success. He's, he's from the old. They're, he's from the old school, though. But they, they, you're right; they are too soft. Like, it, they're too soft. We, we hate yeah. we hate playing against Columbia because everyone just falls over and rolls around for like ten minutes. It's, it's, <laughs> right. it's, that, that that sort of football belongs in La Liga or 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 or, or, or Serie A. Well, that's, or yeah, I was gonna say like La Liga is the perfect place for for the, the like Colombian Alexis style. Sanchez. He's he's Chilean. He's he's not Colombian, but, but the way similar. he goes on, like it's everyone similar. in England hates because he just it's, right. It's, yep. It's, it's, I don't understand like what they think we're watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we know you haven't been shot. <laughs> we know you've tripped <laughs> over. Like get up. 
Well, I, I mean, and, and by, I don't know if you guys get this. So Netflix is running the Sunderland Till I Die. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I get so much shit for that, man. So, so, <laughs> and, and I, I did just, not think this would get brought up in this podcast. <laughs> That's it from God, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and by the way, I, I I haven't been able to like watch the whole thing, but I mean, don't don't bother <laughs> wasting your time. <laughs> I mean, I so uh, right, and then Amazon ran up. Oh God! Um, the Man City. Yeah, chalk and cheese. Chalk and cheese. It was, yeah. but I mean, that was really. I, I mean, I, I just I was sitting there going like, I will go play for Pep. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. He's the game. most inspirational, like best manager. There's chalk and cheese. There, you've got you've got one club in a, in a in a in a much bigger city of the UK, a much more affluent city. That's been pumped full of, of Qatar and Saudi money. Yeah. Um, yep. Given elite, given elite management, elite ownership, um, elite players, risen over the last ten years to be a high performing, you know, global franchise that's going to go from strength to strength. On the other end, you've got Sunderland, who have been on the demise for the last sort of ten years, but really suffered from the uh, suffered from the uh, from, from the lack of the shipping industry. Yeah. It's been a yeah. poor poor area the for, for quite a long time. The northeast a tough place to build a club. It's hard to mm. attract players to the northeast. Yeah, like, who, what would you rather do? You come from, you come from Spain, you come from Colombia, wherever you come from, you get, you get a choice to go to rainy Sunderland, where it's, it rarely gets above fifteen degrees, and you're not going to get paid as much. Or do you go to get, or do you go to London, get paid three times as much, living yeah. in absolute. And you're in London. Fat gaff in London, <laughs> like. And by the way, for us North American folks, like I absolutely like, we need to run our playoff system like the european soccer system okay especially okay. the epl like i love the fact that people get relegated yeah i mean just yeah i, I would you know like i would just, so i'm a, i'm also a hockey guy okay, and okay. i would love cool. to go to like the like to our right so i'm a big la kings fan mm-hmm. but i would love vegas to go to kings. a ducks fan and, vegas kings i don't know no those are the vegas knights oh, oh the vegas okay. knights just uh, okay. yeah yeah, so uh, and then we have the Los Angeles Kings, and then you have the the, the Anaheim Ducks. Okay. And I hate the Ducks. I actually call them something else. I mean, green say guys. But it would be the greatest joy to just say you guys got relegated. Well, that's how bad you suck. <laughs> yeah, the, it adds another level of shit. You can it get. does because see, in the last because now because Sunderland have been relegated twice in a row. The, the year two, after year, the two, we, the two right, divisions down from Newcastle we can't actually play against them anymore so Sunderland versus Newcastle hasn't happened for ages however even though Newcastle are in a higher league what's the last six games Sunderland have got wins or draws Newcastle haven't won the last six is that what it is now no, the, the, the one that just stopped that streak last game but the, the, the I guess the point is that this, this sort of like energy building within the area that like this, the next time we play each other is going to be massive. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we, we've beaten, we, we haven't been beaten by Newcastle in years. We used to win all the derbies in, in the recent history. Yet with, oh. we're, we're the worst team being relegated. So it's that, <laughs> it's, weird it's such one. a weird yeah. energy. Yeah, like it's, but, it's brewing. Yeah. A lot of fans well, would rather you. win the derby yeah. instead of being yeah. in a higher league. <laughs> and, well, that's the thing, right? You have so many intricacies. You have the, you know, you, you have the derby, yeah. you have, you have the, the Premier League going on. You have, you, you have, um, then you have all the contests going on within the contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so many different. Yeah, it's it's almost and a bit like, overcrowded. Yeah, but I mean, it's still. But there's different. There's just different plot lines to the season. Is your you know is your. That's such a good point. It's it's something that I never really think about either because stories within a story. We just we just forget about it. Where. Yeah, it, it really. I mean, it, like I said, there's just so many intricacies to all of this. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, 
and it, it, like I said, we could make a whole podcast out of oh, out of this discussion. We'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, we'll schedule one in. To talk, we'll go. We'll talk <laughs> about football. I'm <laughs> trying to totally totally track it on. So, if, so, if we're gonna do, if we're gonna do that, then I, I've got some brushing up to do at the same time. <laughs> so <laughs> so <do> um, <laughs> yeah, because I I, I, I would want to make sure I polish up because okay. um, we're just moving into a new office, and one of the things I'm excited about is. I'm actually going you know, like be able to watch Champions League yeah, while it's in going the office, on in the office. Yeah, oh, I, I'm already God, getting. Yeah. I'm already getting like eye rolls. Like you watch, uh, you know, other than golf, you watch like really stupid sports. I'm like, come on, guys! Like, awesome, <laughs> Champions League football, the atmosphere <laughs> in Champions League football is like no other. It's, yeah, it's the best of the best. Yeah, but that, that's that's the problem though. Is the the you know that American mindset? Like, yeah. I mean, they, they just don't. I, I love like in champions right i mean you just this this aggregate score thing and yeah, yeah. I, I mean you really got to pay attention to what's going on mm-hmm. there's uh, two because, two legs yeah it's yeah there's so many oh, yeah. I, I i think that's just phenomenal yeah. it's, it's, i mean it's, it's like a story because he, before before the game obviously you've got, you've got two games to go you've got yeah. all the mind games in the media between all the players and managers you've got the intricacies yep. of the home against the away leg who, who goes first? You've got the away goal thing. You've got different styles. You've got different sets of fans from different countries. They've got different cultures. They all travel to each yep. other because it's so easy and so close. The cities come alive. It's Yeah, you're right. It's, it's awesome. Say what, right? Yeah. On that note, can you remember, Mitchell, the, how ridiculous it was? I think it was the semi-final. Barcelona PSG. Barcelona PSG. By four. They were, PSG dominated Barcelona. They were pretty much down and out. And they came back in the second leg. Three goals in the last second. It minutes. was yeah, yep. three goals in the last. Neymar. Was in Neymar, the little chip over the top. That was genius. Where did that come from? For like thirty the, seconds left. The I was going met from a from a supporter standpoint. I was just like, that is fucking genius. Like yeah. I couldn't believe that happened. Like the audacity to even think about flicking the ball over the entire defensive line like that. In that situation. In that situation, had to score. Oh, what we're gonna do? Dink it. The, the weirdest <laughs> shit you can think of. <laughs> Oh my well, I want to stay on the line and talk about yeah, we, well, yeah. golf. <laughs> Your fault. You got us on this tangent. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I've got to get to my next call. No worries, man. No worries, man. Um, guys, please stay in touch. Yeah. Anything that we can do to support from our end, we're more than happy to do. Let's do it. And and uh, yeah, I mean, let's let's you know, I, I wish you guys the best with the podcast and with Thank the with the business as well um and you know if you guys ever need any sort of advice a punching bag or whatever it is <laughs> just just call over here i'd be more than happy to take a call same no, to you bro yeah, anything i really appreciate your time really appreciate your help and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll shoot your message after this podcast but look thank you very much for your time again have a great day all right you too guys